We can rise to the occasion. We can build this nation moving forward. All that we need, visionary leadership, people who love their people, people who love the citizens, people who love the country, and then we can rise. We can fly again. Hope Restoration Ministries, restoring hope to our world. Welcome to our broadcast. Enjoy. But allow me this morning, you know, to observe the culture of an eagle. And I've entitled my message this morning, An Eagle Christian. An Eagle Christian, because there are some principles that we can learn right there. Listen to me, eagles are the kings of birds. Or should I say, uh, they are kings of the sky. It is known by that. It is known that eagles are the kings of the skies. You know, eagles are mentioned, listen to me, they are mentioned 34 times in the Bible. Now, if it is, they are mentioned for 34 times in the Bible, you know, there are things that we can learn from them. Throughout the Bible, God likens himself and his children to eagles. I don't know if we are aware of that. Eagles are considered, listen to me, are considered a symbol of strength, a symbol of stamina, power, majesty, authority, and freedom. When you read about eagles, they are a symbol of those things, strength, stamina, power, majesty, authority, and freedom. Eagles are designed to soar and conquer. That is how they are designed by God. They are being designed, you know, to soar and conquer. If eagles are placed in a cage for a long time, their entire personality changes. Listen to me. They lose their aggression and purpose. That is number one. Number two, they become passive and depressed. Number three, they don't clean themselves anymore. They won't even live to their maximum age of 70 years. I was not aware that they can live up to 70 years. So you'd realize that even human beings, you know, and they are given now up to 70 years. So God likens himself or us, you know, and then with eagles. But at the same time, like Christians, Christians don't operate well in a cage. When they are boxed in, controlled or manipulated, or stuck in religious cage, they don't operate very well. You know, they lose their anointing and purpose. When you put them in the cage, let me tell you, the past two years, I saw Christians losing their anointing and their purpose. COVID exposed us as the church. I've seen churches going astray, speaking the language that they were not even supposed, you know, to speak. It happens when you put a church in the cage. They lose their influence. They become whiners. We end up complaining. Instead of taking our rightful position as eagles. You know, when you put the church in the cage, you know, they end up not living to their full potential, you know, which is advancing God's kingdom. The church was never meant to be put in the cage. That is why I refuse, Barcelona. 
Many people can follow, but I always refuse to be put in the cage. Because we are a church and we are supposed to be the salt of the earth. I'm not going to speak like doctors. Doctors, they need to speak, you know, according to their profession. And then we need to respect them. We need to honor science. But let me tell you, somewhere, somehow, there's a moment where God must take over. When we have tried everything as human beings, we need to give God a space and to be God. We can't box God in a box. We can't. We can't. As much as we might be going through some challenges, I think the biggest mistake, it will be to put God in a box and say, this is how God operates. Even if we are faced with challenges, we still have to give God a room to operate and to be God. I've studied science up to metric, by the way. I know you've got a degree. <laughs> I believe in science. But God is above everything. He's the creator of all things. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, I want to show you a nation that was in the cage. For 430 years and how God rescued this nation. For 430 years, Israel was in slavery. When they left Egypt, after 400 years, they had no commander. They had no government. No educational system. No economical structure. No medical system. No army. When I'm saying commander, it is because they had no army. No one was trained for war. They had no experience in this. But listen how God has built this nation. Exodus chapter 19, listen what verse 1 to verse 6 says. We are talking about an eagle Christian here, or the spirit of an eagle. It says in verse 1, of chapter 19 in the book of Exodus. On the first day of the third month, after the Israelites left Egypt, on that very day, they came to the desert of Sinai. After they set out from Rephidim, they entered the desert of Sinai, and Israel camped there in the desert in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. Bamba, verse 4. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on what, Bazalwane? On what? On eagles' wings, not vultures' wings. It is amazing that God did not choose any other birds. He did not choose any other animals, but he says, I have carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. So if you are smart, you need to take a pause and ask yourself, what is it that is in the eagle? How can God choose an eagle to say, I have carried you not with the wings of a sparrow, not with the wings of a vulture, but with the wings of an eagle, and I brought you to myself. He says, I've used eagle's wings and brought you to myself. 
Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations, you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a what? A kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. It's amazing that the Bible is rich, Barcelona. Eh? You'll never outgrow the Bible. Amazing. Praise the name of God, of Jesus. As I said, God did not liken himself to a vulture or any other birds but an eagle. So if you are a student of the Bible, you need to ask yourself, why an eagle? So I've taken some time just to study the qualities of an eagle. And I pick up 10 qualities of an eagle or 10 culture of an eagle. And I think if we can take these thoughts, they can be of blessing for ourselves and for the next generation. Are you ready? Can I do this with you? I've chosen this sermon just specifically for you in the morning. Because I know here we've got business people, we've got business ladies, businessmen and businesswomen. We've got leaders in the first session. You know, it takes a person with the spirit of leadership to attend a 730 service. I honor you. You are serious with life. People who are attending a 730 service, you are serious with life compared to somebody who's attending 1130. I'm joking, I'm joking. How do you attend the 11.30 service? What time did you wake up? And you are still late. Those guys, they surprised me. You'll see them. You'll see them. 11 o'clock. But late, 11. And you are here already. Now look at this, these qualities. Number one. You know, eagles, they fly solo. Very important. Eagles, they fly solo. Eagles fly alone at high altitude and not with sparrows or other small birds. That is the culture of an eagle. They fly solo. solo. And my point in that one, if you want to possess the culture of an eagle, you need to learn to fly solo. You need to learn to fly alone. You need to learn to leave the sparrows, you know, down there. Because sparrows, they belong to the certain altitude. But those who have a spirit of an eagle, they are prepared to go higher. They are prepared to go higher and higher and leave the sparrows alone. If sparrows, they don't understand you, don't fight the sparrows because you are not a sparrow. You are an eagle. When people are running away from you, it it's okay. You are not designed to run with people. You are not designed to fly with people. You fly alone because you are an eagle. Am I speaking something to somebody this morning? We always love to be among people. People will never understand what the Lord has deposited in the inside of you. If you are an eagle, they will never understand. Sometimes you want to fly with narrow thinking people. People with low standards, we want them to be next to us. And you wonder why they are always gossiping about you. Because you are not a sparrow, you are an eagle. 
Fly alone if you have to because you are not a sparrow. Number two, what I picked up about eagles is that they have a vision. They have a vision. Eagles have a strong vision. They have the ability to focus on something up to five kilometers away. And when they, 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 they identify a prey, let me tell you, it does not matter what comes on their way. They don't allow any destruction. If they put their focus on this prey, they've got a vision five kilometers away and they will fly with speed and they will go for this, you know, for this prey because they've got a vision. Listen to what Job 33, 39 verse 27 it says. It says, the eagle saw at your command and built its nest on high. From there it looks for food. Its eyes detect it from far. That is what the scripture says. Right there in your Bible. As a child of God, the culture that you need to develop, it's a culture of a vision. You must be able to see things from far. You know when people take a rope and hang themselves, it is because they can't see far. They've lost their vision. It doesn't matter what happens in your life, child of God. The thing that you must never lose in your life is vision. You must be able to see things from far. Even if they're not here, but you have seen them and never allow anything to bring destruction from you. If this is what you want to achieve, it doesn't matter what comes your way. Develop that culture of a visionary to say, this is where I'm going. It's going to cost me. It's going to cost me pains. Destruction will come, but I will never allow anything to distract me. I'll focus on this. The problem of God's people is that we are not focused. We start things and not finishing. But the culture of a vulture is that they've got vision. No matter the obstacles, the eagles will not move his focus from the prey until he grabs it. Number three, here is something. Eagles that don't eat dead things. Eagles that don't eat dead things. Eagles are not vultures. They feed only on fresh prey. Listen to me. If we are going to possess the culture of an eagle, you must learn to eat fresh things. You must learn to go for fresh stuff. You must learn to pray new prayers. You must learn to have a new worship. You must learn to enter into the presence of God and have a new experience with God. We don't depend on the past. Are you with me? We are not stuck in the past. We don't celebrate. We don't camp in our past. Only vultures eat dead things. They eat things that they did not kill. Because dead things represent the past. It represents something that was dead. Something that is no longer alive. And vultures, they eat those things. They dwell in gossip. They dwell in things of failure. They dwell in the past. Their language is more about the yesterday. It's more about the things of yesterday. Those are the vultures, but not eagles. Eagles, they always go for new things. Eagles, they're always positive. They always look forward, you know, to a new dimension, to a new challenge, to a fresh stuff, to a new thing that the Lord is doing. Those are the eagles. We must learn the culture of an eagle to go for fresh stuff. Catching your own thing. Don't just be a parasite. You wait for somebody to catch it and then you come in, you eat it. You don't even know what kills that thing. 
You know, sometimes I'm surprised when people take other people's husbands or other people's wives. You're a vulture. You don't even know where they come from. You don't even know what they are made of. And you take somebody just like that. You say, it's my husband. You know where he's coming from. You know his demons. You know what made him to divorce. You know why they divorced him. When you are embracing him, huh? you, oh. you are embracing him. Sometimes we are embracing dead things. No, no, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying sometimes learn to get fresh stuff from God for yourself. For yourself. Through your own energy, your strength. Let us not always wait for people to do things. Some of you, you can't wait until this pastor gives you this church. Get your own church. Start your own. Are you good, my boy? Are you good? You must get your own church. Start your own. Hallelujah. Is that good? Number four, they, they, they are fearless. Eagles are fearless. Eagles, you know, when I'm saying they are fearless, it's actually eagles love, love the storm. They love the storm. When clouds gather, the eagles get excited. They use the storm to their own advantage. It's amazing. They use the storm for their own advantage. They are not scared of storms. That is the culture of the evil. The very same thing that was meant to kill you. That things make you better. I mean, Joseph says, you meant to kill me, but God, turn it around for my own good. This is us as children of God. You know, when they throw lemons unto us, we change it and we make a lemonade out of it because we have been designed like that. When storms comes my way, you know, we we use the very same storm to do what Basel wanted to saw. This is the culture of an eagle and God says it is in you. Storms are not there to kill you but they are there to make you better. It's all about your perspective. It's all about your view. How you view them. But you can use them for your own advantage praise the name of jesus and what i've also picked up here is that you know eagles they are swift they fly speedily they fly fast you know when you read second samuel chapter chapter 1 verse 23 it says saul and jonathan you know in life they were loved and admired and in death they were not parted they were swifter than eagles there you go they were swifter than eagles. So we find that word that, you know, they, they, they are swift. It says they were stronger than lions. In a nutshell is that eagles, they have a sense of agency. When we say they are swift, they have a sense of agency. That is the culture of an eagle. You know, they don't live their life as if they own the time. They have a sense of agency. They don't have time to spare. Use your life in that way. Have a sense of agency in everything that you do. That is the culture that we all need to possess. Am I helping somebody? Don't just relax. Don't just be casual. 
You know, sometimes I'm concerned even the way our culture, we greet one another. You know, sometimes we take more time. <laughs> when you go to the side of the north vendor, and they go, Henda. And they'll respond, Ah. Hey, you know the time you say, Nda, how many people have died of COVID? You know. Well, I'm just teasing them. But we must have a sense of agency. You know, there are people who are so relaxed. They don't mind. They, they, it's like they control the time. They control the universe. They are not in a hurry. The way they live their life, they are just okay. They are just okay. They are, they, they are just chilling in everything that they do. They are just relaxed. Nothing is worrying them. Nothing is bothering them. That is not the culture of an eagle. That is not the culture of a Christian. We have a sense of agency. People must get saved now. People must change now. People must have a better life now because you don't know if these people will, you'll have them tomorrow. You don't know. Are you with me, child of God? You don't know. And what I've also picked up about the, the eagles is that they, they are tenacious. When you look at that word tenacious, unwilling to accept defeat. They are persistent. They don't mind to go for a bigger prey. Double of their size. Eagles, they do that. They are tenacious. They are not afraid of anything. They don't take no for an answer. That should be our culture as God's people. We can't just say it is okay when it's not okay. We know the God that we serve. I'm trying to rush here to other point. And the number seven. What I've picked up about eagles is that they train hard. They train hard. They stare the nest of the eaglets to teach them how to fly. Now, when you read Deuteronomy 32 verse 11, it says, like an eagle that stares up its nest and hoovers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them, you know, aloft. So what the eagle does, you know, when the eaglets have grown up and they are still in the comfort zone, in the nest, they don't want to fly. You know what the mother eagles will do? It will come in and stare the nest or destroy the nest because how they build their nest, they will build their nest, you know, on top of the thorns. Okay? And then when these folks are grown up and now they don't want to fly, it comes up and then it destroys the nest. And then the, the eaglets will be actually sitting on top of the thorns. And they are forced to fly. So they are trained hard. They are trained hard. Let me tell you, sometimes as parents, this is what we need to do. I look at our generation, I looked at our generation, everything that they have, they have not even earned. Our children want gadgets, eh. They want that clothes, eh. 
the one that uh, we just give it to them and then tomorrow when we are no more they cannot face the world and do things by themselves because we have not trained them they were never prepared for life yet the kingdom culture is that we need to prepare ourselves our pastors our ministers our children must be prepared for life so that when we are no more, they can handle it. But this generation, when you look at them, they are not prepared. I wonder how many of them can live on when you are no more. How many of them, you look at many black businesses, when the father dies, and then even the whole business goes down. Because children were never trained. They were always enjoying the benefit. You know, my mother, while she was still alive, she had a business of selling amaskapis. What amaskop? Amaskop, you know, the heads of a sheep or a goat. Even the, 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 the cattle, the head of a cow. So that was the business, Gamatebula. My mom was running that business. You know, crazy business. <laughs> crazy business. But that, that is the business that um, she was running. So when, when I would come to her and say, Mommy, can I have a money for the trouser? She'll say, oh, you want a trouser? And then she'll go and buy eight heads of a ship and says, here's your trouser. Right there, she'll say, here's your trouser. Right there. Let me tell you, to prepare a head of a ship, it takes a man to do that. You must, put, you must prepare fire. You must burn that thing on the fire, okay? And then on top of that, after you, you, you have done that, you must take in a scripot. I don't know. It's a scripot. You understand? Scripot. You must clean up that thing. You must clean up that thing. After cleaning the thing, you must put the iron, a steel, just a piece of a steel in the fire when it's red. You begin to, you know, to, 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 to scissor the skin. English. You're going to burn the, some other things. You don't have a business profile for it. So you burn the skin with an iron. When you think you are done, you must wash the thing with a soap because you don't want the thing to smell. So you wash it again. You wash it, you wash it, you wash it until the skin is white. And you put it in the pot after putting it in the pot for some few hours, it's ripe, you still wait for it to cool down because you cannot just cut it while it's still hot. The flesh will fall. So you wait for it and then you cut it, not with an X, and then with a saw, you just go like that right here. And then on top of that, you've got four pieces. I remember she would buy just one head for 250 and then you'll sell those four pieces, three rent each, three rent each. So from one, you have that profit. And she said, that is your trouser. That is how I was trained as a young person to have my own things in life. And I thank my mother for putting those principles in life. Some of you are enjoying this cup. You don't know the work that goes into that thing. Praise the name of Jesus. So they train hard. Let us train our children. Should be the culture of the kingdom. Train our children. Train Christians. 
Even Christians must be trained. So that when we are faced with difficult moments, we are able to stand and to fight. And then what I've also picked up about eagles is that they test before they can trust. They test before they trust. Trust is the glue of life. Is the most essential ingredient in effective communication. Is the foundation, foundational principle that holds all relationships. So what an eagle will do, a female eagle, when a male eagle wants to mate with her, a female eagle will put the male eagle into a test. She will pick up a piece of a stick. She will come down and pick up a piece of a stick and say to this folk who's after something and says, catch me if you can. And then the female eagle will go into the high altitude and she will drop that stick. And it is the role of the male eagle to catch that stick before it hits the ground. And it will continue for hours trying to test the man before he can get the benefits. Some of you, you know what I'm talking about. Some of you, you catch what I'm talking about. It will go on and on until the male eagle passed the test. When he passed the test, he will get the benefit. That is what an eagle does. But today, I didn't say anything. Uh, I'm just saying today, today, you just meet a person now. Just now. You don't know their demons. You don't know their background. You don't know their struggles. And you just bless him there and there. We even call it a one night stand. And people are very proud of it. You know, it's the man that I had a one night stand with. Really? You just become naked for somebody that you don't know. You have a lever. I'm translating. You have a lever. To do that, you are brave. But it should be the, the culture of Christianity. Let's test things. Don't just jump into business with, with a partner that you don't know. Do some tests. Check this person. Before you step into business, check them. Where do they come from? What is their values when it comes to tithing and giving in the house of the Lord? Test them. How faithful are they when it comes to their spouses? I actually was about to step into another venture in the area of business. And I was very straight to this man. I said, listen, if you don't going to honor your wife, forget. I'm not going to step into business with somebody who does not honor his children or his, or his wife. Because I don't want my business to have curses. Because God defends women. If you don't know, God defends women. They may not defend themselves, Baba, but God will fight for them. 
praise the name of God. And when he begins to fight for them, you don't want to mess up with women. You don't want to mess up with women. Ah, two minutes. Okay, two minutes. So test before. And here is the beautiful thing about the eagles. Number nine. They made for life. Did you know that? They keep one partner for life. Eagles. Some, some of you are surprised. You say, eh? <laughs> it's like it's no longer a common thing. But they keep their partners for life. One partner for the rest of their lives. That is what eagles they do. That should be the culture. That should be the culture in the kingdom. We can't keep on changing from one relationship to the other as if we are changing underwears. No, let's speak this thing, Basalwa. Today we just, we look at the things, and I'm not here to condemn anybody, but we look at some of the things that makes us to divorce. Really? Can you really divorce about this matter? Because we don't honor marriages anymore. We don't honor marriages. But the culture of the kingdom, we need to honor our relationships. We need to honor marriages. We need to honor what God has given unto us. You cannot just throw away the, the wife of your youth just because there is somebody who's looking so beautiful yet this woman, you know, she's like this because of you and she gave birth to your children. Now she's no longer looking size 32. Now there is somebody who's looking 32 and you feel this person is beautiful more than your wife. Wait until she has children. Wait until she looks after your house and she looks after your children and she looks after your, 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 your family as well. She will lose shape. You know why she lost shape? It is because of your mother. And your brothers and sisters, and you fail to protect her. Today she looks like an, 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 an angry woman, a moody person. It is because you have treated her like that. You have allowed her to be treated like that. When she comes to these gatherings, you know, your sisters, your brothers, they say everything. All the time, when I, if it's holiday time, you are taking her to Petersburg to go and cook with a big pot, black pot. And you call that a holiday. holiday. She must cook with a big pot and cook for everybody. And you expect this woman to continue to love everybody. How can she love everybody while you are doing that to her? <laughs> Ladies, am I speaking some sense here? Hey, my daughter, I'm thinking, and can you hear what these ladies are doing? You better change. And finally, finally, eagles, they possess vitality. Eagles, they possess vitality. I want to close with this one. When you read in the book of Isaiah chapter 40, put that, that scripture, I'm closing. Come, come, keyboard player, put that scripture. Do you have a scripture there? They possess vitality. Isaiah 40 verse 31, it says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary. 
they will walk and not what Barcelona and not faint. You know why? It is because eagles possess vitality. When an eagle is tired, when an eagle has grown old, you know, it goes to the mountain and it's able to renew itself. That is in the spirit of an eagle. When you are down, you know you go to the presence of the Lord and you get your strength back. When you are down, when the enemy comes left, right and center, you go down on your knees. And this is how we get our strength because we find vitality in God. That is you, child of God. There's a, there's a way, there's a design, there's a system in the inside of you that God has put in the inside of you. When you are down, when you are feeling weak, God says, go to the closet, go to the high places, go to the places that I have chosen for you and I'm able to renew you. You can still get your strength back. You possess vitality. You can come out of that situation with God on your side. Would you please stand on your feet in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I've got two minutes. I'm actually out of my time. Thank you for joining us at home. I pray that may the good God refresh you. May the good God renew your strength. I sense this morning there are many people who are feeling so tired. They are feeling so exhausted. You are saying, I don't have another energy to walk another mile. I hear the Lord says, I want to renew those who are feeling exhausted, who are feeling so tired. In the name of Jesus, the presence of God is here. Once again, to refresh and to renew the eagles. Those who trust in the Lord, their strength will be renewed and they'll be like an eagle. Are you feeling so tired this morning? Are you feeling so exhausted and symphonizing? It has been a tough two years. I feel I need more strength. I need more energy. I want to pray with you this morning. I'm going to ask the elders. I'm going to ask the elders to come here. If you need prayer this morning. But to you at home, I want to make a corporate prayer. Raise your hand, church, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray, I speak grace, I speak favor over the lives of your children at home. In the name of Jesus, those who are feeling so exhausted, those who are feeling so down, may you grace them, may you comfort them, may you renew their strength. There are many of us here, oh God, we're feeling so tired, feeling so exhausted. Oh Jesus, strengthen them. There are those who are just at the edge of giving up. But Lord, you have made them to be eagles. Renew their strength this morning. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. As we leave this place, as we leave this place and you are here, you need a prayer. You need to renew your strength. The elders are here and then you can come forward as we sing, children, and they'll come. We can pray for you. We can lay hands on you. We can encourage you. Thank you for coming. God bless you. God bless you. If you want to join us for the second service for a different sermon, you're most welcome. And then to join us, I'll be talking about influencing the culture of the day. That is what I'll be talking about. Thank you for joining us. We'll be live streaming even that sermon this morning, influencing the life of it, the, the culture of the day. God bless you in Jesus' name. Bless you.